Good afternoon. Welcome back to Court of Femme, where we are infusing an eye and a voice of maternal leadership and responsibility into issues. What does it look like? What does it sound like when we exercise um, these aspects of ourselves? And not just as women, but as humans. We all have the masculine and the feminine. We all have testosterone and estrogen. So let's start living from a sense of wholeness not one-sidedness. Today we are talking about um, women and leadership. We had a discussion in my um, strategic communications class in our women's and leadership division where we're wondering why there aren't many women in leadership, even, even in the industry that I have been in for over 20 years, beauty, cosmetics, um, art, fashion. A lot of times there is less visibility of women in executive positions. And actually, in the beauty industry, there is only 29% of executive leadership of global beauty brands are women. And that's so fascinating to me because the industry itself was built on the backs of women and queer people. So it's interesting that only 29% are representative in executive roles, but it does make more sense because we do live in a patriarchal nation and we have been conditioned as society to see this as normal, where women are teachers, but the men run the school boards (laughs) and the districts and, and so on and so forth. So what we're talking about in class is infrastructure. So how do we even create infrastructure in the workplace for women and leadership? And a lot of the responses, honestly, especially in a graduate degree program, I am in the mix of women who are in executive roles, in corporations, um, small businesses, large companies, um, but at executive levels here and there. And so a lot of times we create these essays and these projects about bringing more women into leadership as it applies to the professional field and the corporate field and executivism. So where I come from, however, is more of the small and micro businesses. So the entrepreneurs, small businesses, especially salons and spas and beauty, cosmetics, because you are attracting the majority of women. Listen, I just, <laughs> I've worked at so many beauty schools and I'm telling you 99% are women and queer folk. So if that is who schools are churning out as new and emerging professionals, why then is this industry still (laughs) committed to upholding this patriarchal, hierarchical, organizational leadership? It's not serving our industry any longer. It's time to let that go. It's time to reemerge new leadership. It's time to draw from new generations. It's time to introduce more matriarchal leadership concepts into organizational leadership. So as a strategist, mother, and mindful leader, I always look upstream to understand why some women do not pursue positions of leadership, or even step into a process of greater responsibility. 
And while the influence for young girls to envision themselves as capable of achieving their ambitions first begins in the home, creating a vision of unlimited possibilities in the workplace is crucial for young women to begin the developmental process of seeing it to be it. So even our social conditioning in our homes is raising girls to think about marriage, think about being mothers in the future, where young men, young boys are encouraged to think about a future that is head of house. My best friend and I were just talking about this and how that old game from elementary school, MASH, was so popular. You know, MASH, mansion, apartment, shack, or a house. And that was literally this game of finding out who I'm going to marry. And of course, it was based on a mix of both celebrities and your local (laughs) school age boy um, that you had a crush on. So who you're going to marry, what car you're going to have, what kind of house you're going to have, what are you going to be when you grow up was really just (laughs) one aspect of that. Um, But then it went deeper of how many children are you going to have? What are their names going to be? (laughs) So we just reminisce and laugh about this because we are obsessed like these things, even the Friends episode where Monica just opens up her childhood dream of her wedding and what that's going to look like and snippets of tapestries for her dresses. And it's a whole world for young girls. So a lot of times when we do enter the workforce, when we're in our early stages of work life, we don't have this ambitious um, drive or our ambitions are elsewhere. At this point, it does not matter if she is a barista if she's a retail clerk, an intern, or an assistant. It does not matter if she works locally, at home, or within a global corporation. Every industry is capable of hosting the leadership and responsibility of forging pathways for girls to self-discover their potential. And of course, why girls? Why femmes? Well, because we live in a patriarchal nation. Like I said, young boys and men are encouraged early on to consider their future, their impact. And young girls are not as often invited to share in these future-minded dialogues. Our societal norms, our gendered rules, um, adopted belief systems are most responsible for keeping young women small, quiet, and destined for singular purposes. But we are complex. We need to embrace our complexity. Society needs to learn to embrace women's complexity, human complexity. It goes both ways. Men are complex as well. Don't don't buy into this idea that, well, I'm just a simple guy. You're not. You are complex. You do have that capacity. Maybe own that. But when society embraces our complexity, it grows more determined to establish the infrastructure capable of supporting our abilities to thrive under multiple and intersectional circumstances. So I guess I am speaking directly to business owners. You know, if some, if you have a business where you employ people, if you are head or in leadership at an organization, I want you to think about how you're hiring people. I mean, are you just filling a need? Are you just 
um, taking whoever you can get. And when people do show up and you do hire them, what do you have in store for them? What do you? What is your plan that they just work and their value is based on their performance? I mean, I guess that's the base level, but it's a little bit more complex than that. Business leaders host the capacity, the systems, the opportunities, the commitment for helping turn ambition into a thriving and flourishing ecosystem within their organization for men, women, and families. So what does that look like? I have a couple ways that you can start to create an environment that supports the ideas behind human flourishing. Um, But it's really to think about it in a way that positions you as a leader. That is the difference. Business owners turn into business leaders when they start creating an ecosystem where people can go above and beyond their (laughs) organization. So the first step is definitely sponsorship. When we think about young women, a lot of it is tied to this idea of creating more mentors. We need more mentors for young women. And you gather these women in the community or you gather women globally and you ask for mentorship, right? And it's recommended as a supported advice-giving role, but there's something else there. There's Mentorship is step one of a two-step process And this is where things fall away. Mentorship is the advice giving, and it should move into the second phase, which is sponsorship. Sponsorship offers the resources to actualize a vision where mentorship is often relational, communicative. Sponsorship is action-oriented and can include the possibility of an investment of support, of, of sharing the vision. It's the difference between thoughts and prayers for emotional support and policy and change for actual advancement. So I think just first thinking of yourself, if you've ever been a mentor, if you desire to be a mentor, please don't forget to take that second step. And that is sponsorship. If you visit any tech-centered workspace, co-working space, if you join any men's group that has to do with business development, what you will find is multiple opportunities for sponsorship to happen. It's almost as if mentorship is the feminine, sponsorship is the masculine. Mentorship is the pat on the back and the, you get them, girl. And sponsorship is where it's like, What do you need right now for you to get it, girl? (laughs) Do you need some books? Do you need to go back to school? Do you need some funding? How can we help in this effort? So sponsorship is the resources. Mentorship is the emotional support. That's the first way. So thinking about yourself as a mentor and moving it into that second step, which is how can you be a sponsor? The second way that you can create an environment that supports human flourishing is to really establish clear organizational flows. That includes onboarding, 
skills development, collaborative opportunities, and even guideposts to advancement. These are four basic structures that host unique junctures that can shed light on potential. It can unearth passions, provide opportunities for refinement, and expose multiple paths forward. If there is no path, or if your onboarding is not strategic in the least bit, it's not illuminated, self-actualization is harder to practice and roads turn into dead ends. I think you really need to think about this if you own a business. Do you host dead end jobs? Question mark, period, question mark, exclamation point, question mark. Be real with yourself. Check yourself. Do you employ people? Yes. Go on to question two. Do you host strategic onboarding? Do you host skills development? Do you host collaborative opportunities? Do you have any paths to advancement? And that may mean people leave your organization. And that seems like a contradiction, right? But what you're doing is creating your resource, your business, as a way to help perpetuate self-actualization. The obstacle of a glass ceiling is where upward mobility is visible, but out of reach. So this is one of the biggest obstacles that young women find in the workplace. You see these women at the top, you see men at the top, you see in in the patriarchal world of organizational leadership, you see a lot of hierarchy. And so that means young women are constantly looking up. Who is up there? Who's higher than me? Who am I subordinate to? But once they see who's up there and what they're doing and how they're doing it, there becomes this glass ceiling where your voice doesn't travel up there. Your hand or your foot cannot reach up there and you're not invited, right? Then there's also the term of the labyrinth. And that's the idea of a tangled up pathway that is really any pathways of advancement do not have a rubric. There isn't anything that says, when you hit this benchmark, then we move you to this pay scale. Or when you've been this many years with the company, if you've contributed to this many projects, if you've passed these performance reviews with these stars, whatever it is, whatever the rubric is, That's what shows people that it's possible and it's not just based on your mood for the day. It's not based on, oh, we have a problem, we need someone to fix it now. Oh, look, we have this new event we're doing, we need all hands on deck. That's really reactionary opportunities. What I'm talking about is actual pathways. And this is where I can go back to saying in in confirmation, like it doesn't matter if she's a barista. Let me give you an example. If she is a barista, maybe your onboarding has to do with the history of the coffee industry. Very specifically, maybe the kind of beans that you carry, that you brew. Getting a history of the company. Maybe your onboarding includes a little bit of skills development where they're shadowing people, um, where they're working with different people in your organization. So they're getting to know the organization as a whole. 
um, that can be strategic onboarding. It can even be broken up between, okay, for these next two weeks, here's what your onboarding is going to look like. You're going to work with Joel and you're going to learn how we soak our beans. Um, then you're going to work with Maria and Maria is going to show you how we grind our beans. I mean, whatever it is, I don't know the world of coffee, but I do know that any business can create a pathway, which is strategic onboarding. And with each element of that onboarding, you're teaching a skill of how you want things done. And the performance review doesn't have to be this ambiguous, like, hey, I think you're doing great. How do you want things done? Do you not care? Fine. Don't care, but at least care what context they're done in. Have a plan for people. Okay. The next one is a retail clerk. It doesn't matter. Onboarding can consist of who are we serving? What is our customer? Let's talk about different body shapes. Why someone who come who comes in with a large bust should maybe choose these types of clothing. You're in the fashion industry. That's what retail is. Understand the industry. Give a shit about the industry. Make your people care that you care. There's a reason why you opened that clothing store. You love fashion. Fantastic. But let them love it too and encourage that growth in them. I have a thing about this. I have a little bone to pick about this. If you have, if you're on your third or fourth location of your business, yet you have not propelled anyone who you've hired into a higher role of your company or into leadership for their own endeavors, you're really creating dead-end jobs and it's obviously serving you well. That's great. You're on your third or fourth location. But what are you doing in your community? Are you a conduit for people to come in, grow, learn, fill your space with energy and ideas and collaboration. And then when they go on to college, they have something to take with them. Not just, I learned how to check people out at the register. (laughs) There's more to it. Give a shit about your industry and you will absolutely attract those like-minded people. And I will mention that in a minute, but I also want to go on again. It doesn't matter if she works as a receptionist. Because where is she receptioning? Is this a veterinary clinic? Is this a dental office? Is this a salon or spa? Where is she receptioning? Because there's a reason why she applied there. There's something about your industry that is drawing her in. So maybe let that be part of your onboarding, that you are attracting the young girls who are interested in that field And they want to get started and look around. So they want to know more. They want to learn, not just how to answer the phone, not to have, not just how to churn your CRM, but also because of the industry. So where can you be this conduit for them to further self-actualize their passions, their ambitions? So it does not matter what the job is. There's always an opportunity to create clear organizational flows, guideposts to advancement, collaborative opportunities, skills development, and learning the industry. The other um, challenge and obstacle that young women face is the idea of the glass cliff. Now that is when 
women, specifically women, are being hired to nurse an organization back to health. So it's as if, okay, we have a big problem and guess what? It's a personnel problem. So personnel problems are human resource issues. And if you don't have a human resource department, then you're looking often for women to fix the relational problems within your organization. Um, It's very personal based. It's feelings, it's emotions, it's listening to people. Um, The problem with that is, and the reason why it's called a glass cliff, is because you're being hired to do a job. But once you get on the job, within a month or two, you realize, oh, I'm fixing this hole. So I'm not just learning my job. I'm learning my job and having to figure out how to fix this hole. So it's this idea of the maternal leadership coming in and nursing um, an organization back to health. So what that produces, though, is less chance of a young woman actualizing their skills um, because of the fact that your skills are meant to fix and not add to what's already flourishing. So those are the obstacles to your clear organizational flows. And at every juncture, there's an opportunity for that communication to happen where it's mutual. I would say one of the most successful experiences I had onboarding was my first 30 days there. Um, The CEO met with me and asked, how's your time here? I do this with all new employees. After 30 days, I sit with them and I ask them with your fresh eyes, how is your experience here? What do you see of our organization? What challenges or red flags do you see? What do you think we're doing really well? So he takes time to meet with every new employee within the first 30 days to get their first snapshot experience of working for him in his house. And I love using that terminology, his house, because that's what it is. This is your house. People don't come in your house and just want to tell you what to do. They want to come in your house. They want to build trust with you. They want to build a relationship with you. And then you have to ask them, hey, should I rearrange my furniture? If they say, no, man, Things are going great here, but I would add a few things. (laughs) Or if you ask, hey, should I get a pet? Someone who's in your home would say, you know what? I don't think that's a good idea. You don't have um, the right structure here. You don't have (laughs) an ability to get the pet outside um, in a quick fashion, whatever it is. But you're you're welcoming people into your home. That is your business. It's your house. What are your house rules? What are your guest rules? Do you allow cursing in your house? Do you allow soda pop? Do you allow alcohol or smoking in your house? Do people have to take their shoes off? When you have an idea of how you want things done, you can welcome in employees with clear expectations of this is what's expected. So the third way that you can really host an opportunity for young women to engage and self-actualize is to host strategic evaluations. So your performance reviews are not just about their performance. They actually host 
prime opportunity for engaging in dialogue with the whole employee. You have hired a whole person, not just a workhorse, not just someone to punch numbers, not just someone to steam your clothes and put them on the rack and then sweep up at the end of the day. You're hosting a whole person. So strategic questions about not just organizational goals, but personal and professional goals. What are they looking to achieve here working for you? What is their big dream and their big vision? And how can you help in their journey and life? Those questions can lay the groundwork for leadership to establish a fellowship where a young woman's work is more than just a means to organizational success, but a mutually beneficial relationship that can both enrich individual productivity and enhance the collective workplace culture. And one of the hidden benefits of making organizational changes to support human flourishing is the idea of word of mouth. Did you know that word of mouth, even in this digital age, remains the number one method of successful marketing? So think about marketing or magnetizing the right employee. When young adults love their job, when they feel supported, valued, invested in, fairly compensated, not only does their performance reflect gratitude, but they're also talking about it with their friends, with their friends' families. They're sharing this concept of what their work means to them. And they're talking about their culture in the workplace with friends and family, that's what you want. You want to have the most eager and ambitious people applying to work for you. You want them to know that you're there. So you're magnetizing other high-performing employees to want to work for you too. And then you get to choose. You get to have a pool of highly qualified, eager, and ambitious team members. All because you know how to treat your employees. You know how to create systems of onboarding. You know how to create a culture where people are moving and thriving and doing different things. Learning skills that are in the industry. Maybe applying them to other areas of their life. But it all comes back to the fact that they are in your house working for you. So by having these processes and these clear paths... Young women can begin the art of envisioning something, even multiple things for themselves. And especially so if they don't come from a home that encourages that. My work within the salon and spa industry was to create engaging assistantship programs where newly graduated students could uh, license students in cosmetology, estiology, massage, barbering. They could onboard with us to advance their basic education, improve their skills from working with seasoned professionals, and they could build their business from the very beginning in an environment dedicated to increasing their success. We even had a program where they started out hourly And then every week they took a class, they did another model, and they tested out on something a little bit more new, modern, advanced, trending, what have you. Um, But that was a way of us investing into them, and they got to grow. And our stylists got to rely on them for help and support. Our clients got to meet them and greet them. 
Hosting this program and taking the time to create this infrastructure positioned us as a desirable employer in our local community. We never lacked on assistance. We always had too many to choose from. And with that, we even got to be picky. If you weren't committed to our processes, if you weren't showing up for the model nights and the test outs, if you weren't doing your homework, then you weren't going to stay. You weren't going to fit in there because our culture supported a thriving, moving ecosystem. And hosting this program positioned us in our community as a leader in the industry. As a parent, I cannot think of a more responsible reason to bring a human into this world other than to support the flourishing of their life's full expression. That's literally all I'm here for. Once they leave the womb, how can I help you? What do you need? And it never ends. (laughs) Our relationship is more mutual today. As a leader, I cannot comprehend a more responsible opportunity than to oversee an operation that champions the optimal potential in those I serve. Your motive matters. At an early age, when a young girl begins to experience our patriarchal society's reaction to her voice and her presence, she will need you. When she steps into her first job, when she begins to date, continue her education, travel the world, serve her community, she will need you. She needs you and me for protection, for defense, advocacy, or she will not need you at all. She will need someone with the capacity to host room for her to figure herself out, the grace to allow her to fumble with her own understandings, or simply to be someone who is not afraid to evolve alongside her. Will it be you? Or rather, can it be you? How might your role as a parent, teacher, business owner, community leader, create the infrastructure that supports her. If you do own a business, if you are an integral role in leadership, executive directorship at an organization, and this is something that you're passionate about, if you're interested in creating programs for young men and women to advance to onboard, to understand an industry, and to have you be their champion for their continued growth and success. I challenge you to reach out to me and ask for a consult. I'd love to share with you some ideas, some very basic principles of how you could get started. It doesn't cost anything but time and intention. You have to care. And that's where a business owner turns into a business leader. I hope this gives you something to consider for yourself, for whatever role that you play in the world, in your home, outside your home, in your community. Where can you show up? How can you show up? Thank you for joining me here at Court of Femme. I look forward to digging in to all of these issues, challenges, obstacles, resistance, to a flourishing of a diverse society and how we can think more matriarchally in a patriarchal nation. Have a great day.